Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. You've just finished listening to the sermon. Now let's get into the overflow. We're glad you're here. Two sermons down, I gotta write two more. So two more. I thought there was the Good Friday service. Mm-hmm. Then um, I'm the thinking sunrise. about doing two seven, two different sermons Sunday. Oh, for but, sunrise. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You're gonna preach preach two sermons during sunrise? No, one oh. doing sunrise and one doing 10:45. Oh, considering. So where's the fourth one come in? I gotta do noonday in Milwaukee. Oh, at six p.m. man. Here in Madison. Mm. Yeah. Isn't this where you bring out old sermons? I thought I thought I had old sermons, but I went back and looked at them. I was like, who wrote this? <laughs> 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 Yo. I was like, I'm good. I went and read that thing. I was like, nah. Yeah. Had the strap. Get get on it. <laughs> mm. This ain't gonna work. Yeah. Well, I mean, you gave us a repeat sermon. Oh yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. I'm your host, Cassandra Thorpe, and I'm here with my guest, apparently, Reverend Dr. Marcus <laughs> Allen. I'm not a guest. That's what you said last week? Oh, I did. Mm, no, never mind. He's not a guest. He's I'm a reoccurring one. visitor. <laughs> <laughs> Are you that visitor that keeps coming? Yeah. But that never, you know, commits to being under watch care. Got it, got it, got it. So we are in the sermon series, Live After the Sacrifice. And the sacrifice is a reference to Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. As We um, we just had Palm Sunday last week, mm-hmm. and we're entering into Good Friday and then Resurrection Sunday, which is all of the foundation of our Christian faith. And so we are in Luke 19, 29 through 38. And if you watched the full service on Facebook, YouTube, our website, um, mtzlife.com, you know that I read the scripture. <laughs> um, but I, <laughs> I will say I was only told to read part of the scripture According to these notes, there were two other verses that I was supposed to read. I read 29 through 38, and on here it Whoa. says 39 40. <laughs> you got me out here looking crazy, y'all. <laughs> oh, yeah, some people are confused. It's like, uh, hey, Pastor, you didn't even read scripture before you preached. Oh, uh, but yeah, CT read the scripture. <laughs> <laughs> So we are definitely, <laughs> we're breaking a little bit of the the organ, uh, the organization or the service lineup tradition. And mm-hmm. I like it. Keeps it fresh. We get oh, new yeah. voices um, and people can see who's all 
you're the church, and I like it a lot. That's kind of how uh, with the announcements, trying to get different voices right in there. Tia has a very good mm-hmm. announcement voice. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah, she's good. So yeah, so it's it's been fun getting you know different people and having them feel kind of comfortable. I think it's nice mm-hmm. once they figure out you know how to use the voice memos, but. Um, but anyway, so back to this. Uh, so we're here in Luke 19, uh, one of the four, oh, what's the word? Synoptic Gospels. One of the three. Matthew, Mark, and Luke are synoptic. Oh, oh John is. John stands alone. He's the revelator. The cheese stands alone. Yeah, he's the beloved, self proclaimed beloved disciple. Oh. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, all right, John. Do you do you boo boo? <laughs> uh, so talk to us about what's going on in this chapter of Luke. Well, um, we're coming to the end of life of Christ. Um, he's he's been with his disciples for almost three years, mm-hmm. and he's been called them and teaching them and showing them the way. And now it's coming to a time when he's about to. Um, become the sacrifice for all the sins of humanity to be able to go free um, from sin. And so that's what that's basically where we're at. Mm. Um, Jesus has done it, everything according to what's been prophesied about him in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's proven himself to, to be the Messiah, the Christ, the Lord, the soon coming king. And now he's uh, about to be the sacrifice. So that's mm. where we are now. He's about to be the sacrifice. Uh, and so he's, is it biblically, is it truly a week between Palm Sunday and resurrection? Good, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like, okay. Yeah. So he, he goes in on Monday with the triumphant entry, mm. the Sunday with the triumphant entry. Um, Wednesday is pretty silent. Thursday is uh, when he washed the feet and um, give the Last Supper. Mm-hmm. Friday is um, the Garden of Gethsemane and the crucifixion. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday, on the third day, he rises from the grave. So, mm. mm-hmm. well. um, I think Tuesday and Wednesday are pretty silent days. And Saturday, of course, is a silent day because he's in the grave. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then uh so this title of the sermon is the Victory Parade. And you make a good analysis here in that in that Jesus had a victory parade before anything was won. Mm-hmm. And I thought about the events that have happened over the past few weeks. Right. Um specifically in sports. Um Wisconsin women's hockey wins a national championship. Mm-hmm. LSU women's basketball wins a national championship. UConn men's basketball wins a national championship. And um, there's parades. Like right. uh, here in Madison, there was a parade for our women's hockey program after the victory. So the fact that it happened before mm-hmm. uh, is a. Uh, it can. <laughs> 
you know, Jesus is, is always showing up and showing out. And this is just another kind of example of that victory. Like he already knows the outcome and the score, which in like sports, if say, um, women's hockey before they even went to the frozen four, they're like, we want a parade mm-hmm. celebrating our victory. That would be looked at so like crass and cocky right. and like rude and probably people wouldn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that Jesus had a whole parade prior to even being convicted um, and people really showed up and celebrated. Right. It. I, do you think they knew? Like, like, is it at this point, are they all understanding like, oh, this is, this is Jesus, son of God. Like, is it this revelation of people that are like, wow, like he's done all these things. Like, what do they say now? That's him. He's him. Himothy. Himothy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like like you said, it's uh if um Angel Reese got all that criticism mm. for waving her hand in her face and saying you can't see me and mm-hmm. pointing to her ring as she's a champion, um, at the end of the game, what criticism you think they would have had if LSU had a parade before they ever went to the Mm-hmm. <laughs> before they ever oh, went to man. the stadium, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, they yeah. outside with their team and they having a victory parade. We're champions already, without ever playing the game. Mm. And such is the case in the text. You know, Jesus, mm-hmm. um, he throws he he throws a victory parade without without winning the victory he came to win. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, it's it's remarkable to me um, for him to do something like that. Um, he goes in riding on the donkey, right, and he's he's with the people, and mm-hmm. they're 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 yelling hosanna, they're praising him, they lifting him up, and it, and it's a wonderful sight to see. Mm-hmm. But it, in all actuality, he hasn't won the victory that he sought out to come for. Mm-hmm. But he let them know, I'm him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so um, I like the question of uh, what happened at this victory parade Mm -hmm. because even in the video that we showed at service um, and kind of the story of or how the story is shared of Palm Sunday it's you know Jesus riding in on the donkey everyone's waving palms Kirk Franklin, Hosanna. Forever we worship you. So that is very much what is shared in terms of what this is. But I like that you give three perspectives. I'm paying attention. I see, I'm seeing the levels here. So it gives the perspective of the, uh, Jesus was honored as the humble king. And you Mm -hmm. give the perspective of the donkey. Not what the donkey sees and the donkey's like, why is this, this man on my back? Not like that. But more so how the donkey is being used. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know if you know or can confirm this, but I feel that donkeys are sterile. Or is it a mule that's sterile? 
there's some like horse-ish livestock mm-hmm. that or maybe it maybe it is a mule i think it's like a horse and a donkey make a mule and they cannot like reproduce mm. i didn't do that much research oh okay okay <laughs> don't come in my comments if i'm wrong i'm just i'm just trying I don't to know. i think but thinking of like how if this donkey had a it had never been used i assume it's a young donkey Mm -hmm. um and the fact that it was just like (laughs) i think the donkey just chilling tied up be like "Ooh, i can't wait to pull this plow blah 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 and then like these two disciples whoever do do we know who they are (laughs) what they say (laughs) what What they say to the owner (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that's that (laughs) so (laughs) So how the scripture reads is that the two disciples just go to the this house where the they know where there's this this donkey, and they just say like we're taking this or no the owner comes out and he's like uh, what are you doing like why are you taking my donkey mm-hmm. like hey who, who are you to why are you taking my donkey right and then the disciples just say Jesus needs it and like walks away. Imagine if someone did that, like, to your car. Right. <laughs> the Lord has need of it. The Lord has need of it. <laughs> Hold on. Where is the Lord, and why didn't he come himself? <laughs> and so <laughs> so some some commentary suggests that um, whoever they went to get the donkey from knew the Lord. Mm. And some, some says, no, he just understood the significance of the moment. Cause Jesus only rode it for a little while, and just and hopefully they took it back. Hopefully they didn't leave the donkey on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> but the, but that, that was the uh, the Lord has need of it. <laughs> uh, and uh, yes, the Lord has need of it, and the Lord has need of us too. Mm-hmm. And so we always have to be available right. to be used. Which there's this. We want balance, right? We want to do. No. We want to do the Lord in a in a in a in a capacity that we can manage. <laughs> and what you're saying is that we have no bounds with we have no right to put parameters on Definitely. how God can use Look us. Look at you, preach, daughter. I'm just you know. <laughs> I'm at the feet of the, <laughs> of the yeah. Pastor. That's 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 it. That's that's how I see it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how anyone else may see it. Um, uh, whenever he calls, I'm ready, or should be ready. And oftentimes, you know, we're we're not, mm-hmm. and or we we think we're not. Can't do this. Can't do that. Um, but if we understand, I think. I think it's in the text, you know, God, he, he calls us to do certain things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he don't call the equip. He equips the call. He equips the call. And if, and if we are make ourselves available, we'll always be in the right place. You know, sometimes some doors don't open for us right there. Mm-hmm. Some opportunities that we apply for or applications we put in, they don't, they don't pan out. Mm-hmm. And we get discouraged. But you gotta always be ready. Mm. You always gotta be ready, um, just in case he opens that door. And so when he calls me, I'm ready to go. Yeah, yeah. The, 
Yeah, that that's where it's kind of like the maybe the balance or the parameter of like how much do I need to be ready before I actually have to like do this thing? Because mm-hmm. if I hurry up and get ready, kind of like um, like there's a kid like there it's weather weird winter <clears throat> and there's talk about a snow day. Kid gets dressed ready t- for the snow. Mm-hmm. We talking snow pants, snow jacket, right. three pl- layers of socks, hat, just waiting by the window to mm-hmm. see the snowfall. And you're saying we should be all in our gear, ready to go, waiting for the snow to come so that we can go out and use our equipment. Yeah. You don't have to have it on. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to have it on. <laughs> you don't have to have the gear on at that time. Oh, but have it ready. I'm stand by. Have it Got ready. It. Okay. Okay. Be ready. <laughs> Like like this donkey, he's like you said. He he woke up this morning. He didn't have it on his mind that Jesus would call him. Mm-hmm. But when Jesus called Shaita, he was ready. He was yeah, ready. man, or she. Oh, uh, <laughs> my bad, my bad, or she definitely. <laughs> I forgot where I was. I forgot. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, and and that is part of obedience. And we must be obedient mm-hmm. um, to Jesus. And you talk about bucking, right? Um, and how the when Jesus sat upon uh, the donkey, did not buck. Uh, and I think that's very interesting. Of you know, so many times we will reject and push and fight Jesus on mm-hmm. a move or. A decision or a sacrifice, if you will. Mm. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, and how this this donkey, this young donkey, oh, out of the mouths of babes, this young donkey is not fighting. Where like adults are more likely to to have friction and resistance, but the. Mm. Yeah, so just in the research of this, you know, saying um, animal of this sort that has never been used for carrying humans or a human has never rode the back of it, they normally buck mm. because they haven't been broken yet. Mm. And so this is this animal that has never been rode, uh been on top and had a person on top of it it peacefully mm. calmly allowed Jesus to ride on top of him without acting the fool mm. and so I looked at that and the sense of humanity uh, that we need to be available but also just willing to go with wherever Jesus is taking us mm-hmm. and not buck against them because normally you no. Know, I know you've probably seen some videos where those horses, they buck and mm-hmm. kick and throw a fit. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jesus, but for Jesus, this donkey does not. Mm. So that's the unique part to me in looking in life. In life, sometimes we buck against the system. We buck again was Je- against what Jesus um, desires for our life. Mm-hmm. Uh, we buck against um relationships he put us in or buck against jobs and mm-hmm. it's just um 
church where we're going to be in church where we're going to work at in church mm-hmm. uh, we buck against those things and this animal teaches us um, that we don't have to buck against Jesus we just need to do what mm-hmm. he's called us to do hmm. yeah because uh, oh I lost my thought I'll leave that alone <laughs> um, and then the role of the donkey I think at first it was uh or, or you you also share the importance of the donkey and the donkey is more for those that are ambassadors of peace mm-hmm. right like they ride they ride in on the donkey um but like the true i think purpose of the donkey was to lift jesus up mm-hmm. so that he could be seen by everybody that's in the crowd right which i would assume the crowd if we're talking the multitudes that would which i don't think i've heard the term multitudes outside of any biblical reference <laughs> multitude <laughs> a lot of people you're right <laughs> um uh all the people that would follow him and watch miracles and the uh, Jesus feeds 5,000 and then he feeds another large quantity as well. Mm -hmm. And so just imagining how large this crowd is almost thinking of, um, if we're going back to victory parades, uh, when the bucks won the NBA title, how the streets were just filled with folks, not even, you know what? I'll take that. I'm going to take that another step further. When Argentina won the World Cup, mm-hmm. and they showed photos of Buenos Aires and how it was just, it was there were people everywhere. Like oh, you yeah? couldn't see ground, you couldn't see sidewalk. Like so, you have all of these people, and then you have Jesus on this mule as he's walking through. Uh, and so just thinking of the people that are on the far outsides trying to see what's going on, the mule allowed for that to happen. And um, that's where I'm gathering, correct me if I'm wrong, is that we need to be, well, we need to be the mule. That's the whole point of this. But to like lift up Jesus and the things that we do say interact with others yeah so, so the whole purpose of any parade is to see the honoree mm. or the honorees right so looking at lsu parade yesterday you know they riding around in drop tops i really like their weather is that great <laughs> that they can walk around <laughs> i talked to one of my friends he was like yo it's like 85 degrees in virginia right now mm. <sighs> It's not 85 but degrees here. It is not. It's not even 58 <laughs> degrees here. <laughs> but, but but so the purpose of the parade is to lift up. And so they were riding around the drop top sitting on top of the cars because people want to see mm-hmm. or um, the honorees. Or you look at how uh, NBA, they on these big buses, the buses and, or mm-hmm. and where the buses are uh, allow them to have these platforms where they're high and lifted up. So that people can see them, and this is the sir uh, what the donkey serves as. Um, only his whole his or her only role was to lift the savior up, mm-hmm. so that people may see it, and and people may 
in the di far distance may have not solved the animal, but they solved the savior. Mm -hmm. And so I think looking at that and then looking at our lives compared to our lives, that's how we must lift up the savior. Cause sometimes we may not be seeing, but as long as he is seeing, this is important because the Bible said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men mm -hmm. unto me. And I, I tried to quote this part, this song it jacked it up on the service. It <laughs> says how to reach the masses, men of every birth for an answer. Jesus gave the key. And if I be lifted up from the earth, yes, will draw all men unto me. Lift him up, still he speaks from eternity. Right. And if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. Um, I'm not a good hymn person, but I like some hymns, and that's one of them that you know just lift lift him up, lift the savior up, and he speaks through or to all eternity. So it's, um, um, that's what, that's our responsibility is to lift up the savior. And if we lift him up, he'll do the drawing. Mm. And so, um, I think that speaks to us too. Oftentimes we want to do the drawing mm -hmm. and, um, we want to be the ones doing the fixing the cleaning, but Jesus never tells us to do that. Mm -hmm. He tells us to seek, uh, make disciples mm -hmm. um to go after them he tells us to um lift him up and he'll be the one to pull them in and oftentimes we try to come up with strategies and plans of how to pull people in mm -hmm. without lifting up the savior mm -hmm. and so that's what he that's what the this animal proves to us that when we lift him up as we see in this in this narrative crowds of people multitudes mm -hmm. um they came to see him because he was lifted up. Hmm. Nice. Thank you. Uh, you you should have sang it, you know, on Sunday. That should have been the song to sing. Lift him up. Hey, I wonder how. Lift him up. Oh, okay. Till he speaks from eternity. And if I, I be lifted up from the earth. I'll draw all men unto me. If I could tambourine. <laughs> yeah, so that, uh, that's our responsibility is to lift the Savior up. That's great. Uh, and then uh, the next point is the crowd celebrated Jesus as the coming king. So mm -hmm. this is the vantage point of the crowd. And the symbol, it's, it's a lot of symbolic nature here. Um, that I don't, I know I didn't necessarily pull as a young person. Well, young, 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 little, little tyke. But the, they spread their clothes on the ground to kind of, I think of like weddings or even like red carpets where it's like you have the, it's a, you want to protect the, the feet of who you're honoring. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And so the I imagine it's similar to that. But with it being their clothes, uh, you say it is. They are inviting Jesus to ride over their lives. I thought that was a really big statement. 
Mm-hmm. Not in a, uh, but more so thinking of, wow. Like that's like, again, a sacrifice. Right. Um, to a sacrifice <clears throat> for us to think about where Jesus um, is in our lives or, and how we are willing to lay down parts of who we are, lay down, give up things that maybe have been holding us bound because Jesus is here and we want him to be elevated over our things. Yeah. You know, like you said, sacrifice is giving up. It's, it, it was an act of surrenders, right? You know, I'm pretty sure during that time, especially clothes are, hard to come by. Mm-hmm. It don't have factories and closets mm-hmm. like we have today where we can go to our closet and, oh, let me pick this up. Mm-hmm. They probably had several garments and they were willing to say, hey, what I have, I want to honor Jesus with it on this day. And so um, I think that plays a role and um, in our looking at our lives, how how willing are we to sacrifice what we have for the sake of honoring Christ? Because mm-hmm. that's all they were trying to do. They wanna they wanna honor. They was they palm branches, clothes on the ground, mm-hmm. shouting Hosanna, Hosanna, mm-hmm. glory to God in the highest. Um, they they this is their ultimate goal in this moment is to honor Christ. And then we got to think about how um, this should have been the only time he was getting this type of celebration. It should not have been. It should not have been. Mm. <clears throat> and for us, every day should be a victory parade. Mm-hmm. Right. And every day we, we should be able to give him this type of praise and this type of honor because of what he has done for us. This this is the celebration that he deserves mm-hmm. every day, and so God, whatever I have is yours, and if I have I honor you with it or whatever I have, I want to honor you with it because he's worthy of that. Mm-hmm. He's the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and so that as that's how I see it. That's how I see life. Um, that he should get this type of treatment every day, mm-hmm. and not just on this triumphant entry. Right. That whatever I have is yours because the old preacher say where I am you brought me mm-hmm. what I know you taught me mm. what I have you gave it to me who mm. I am you made me mm. uh, I'm yours Lord yeah mm-hmm. and so take take all of me everything that I am and I want to honor you with it and that's what these people did I'm pretty sure that there wasn't many rich um, people with great amounts of clothing or whatever they had, they just be and whatever they had, they began to honor Christ with it, and I think that's what we must do. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's a yes. I think the theory is, yeah, <laughs> yes, we must do that. We should absolutely do that. I think the practice is where it becomes challenging, like where. I'm at right now and like all of my commitments it's not that I don't glorify God or lift him up but it doesn't it's not um, 
it's not always first because I don't necessarily want it to feel like or him to feel like I'm in an hour of need to like now and like that that's the only reason why or anything like that. So mm, I could see where some are I don't know hesitant or worrisome and then there's even just like the fear of giving all that up because you have to you have to have a lifestyle change right and 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 when you are already in that place of commitment when trouble come you already know he already know your voice Mm -hmm. and so if you already already in that place of commitment i'm yours lord everything i have is yours who i am and and i know i say this and i was saying this in bible study last night um I've been in church all my life, and I've been committed to ministry majority of my life. And I'm just, um, I feel an example of, of what it means to be connected to God, mm-hmm. and not just on a Sunday morning connection, mm. uh, but throughout my entire life, watching the move of God and seeing how He has placed me in certain situations and. And um and being fine with that because I trust him and I'm in this place um where I trust the sovereignty of God and the decision that God makes for me. I don't like him all the time, mm. but I trust whatever he's doing is correct. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have not arrived to that place because, mm-hmm. no, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what I'm consistent in. Um, Seb, you 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 get you have to read your Bible at least for these. Sermon <laughs> for the, for the no research for these sermons, um, but like some people, um, if they don't pray, they just don't pray. Mm-hmm. Whereas me, I'm either getting calls, pray for me, mm-hmm. or I'm leading prayer calls, I'm leading prayer in some form, or I'm praying on Sunday morning. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm going to pray, um, even if it's not consistent i'm going to do it if it's not scheduled i'm going to do it whereas some people if they they just won't do it because it's not needed for them as they Mm. or reading their bibles pulling their bibles out and reading that is not needed for what they do in life but i want to be able to articulate in a way the importance of really fully selling out to christ and watch how it impact not just your spiritual life but everything else around you. Mm-hmm. Because once you do, once you commit yourself to that, I promise you, God will impact everything you put your hands on. Mm. Everything. Um, because you'll know how to hear his voice and how to operate in his will. And so I believe, that's what I definitely believe based off my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trying to articulate it. I'm, trying, I'm still trying to figure out a way to articulate it to people who may have not grow up grown up in the church um people who are just coming to christ and then or people who are really just trying to have that relationship with them and i am a beneficiary of having a great relationship with christ mm. and and i know the results of it um but people sometimes they, they oh that's too much that's that's mm. praying too much um that's not nah, fasting can't do that um being in worship, being in service, being a giver, mm. um, which are spiritual disciplines and studying the Bible. And so some people only study the Bible just to find sermons. Mm. And 
and that, and that's some preachers that I, I can't speak. Sometimes I've been there before, mm-hmm. where the only time I'm reading the Bible is to find a sermon, and that and that's a place I never want to be in. I want to be able to read devotionals or create my own devotionals. Um, when I first came here, that's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. When I was doing the morning motivations, I was just creating my own devotionals, getting scriptures. Mm-hmm. So I got plenty of devotionals. Maybe need to put them in a book or something. Mm-hmm. But um, so it is. It is truly important for the Christian to devote themselves fully and completely to the work of the master. And I believe God's promises are so true. If you delight yourself in me, I'll give you the desires of my, of your heart. And I believe that's, I believe that to be true. Um, my wife, she teased me and told me, yo, you're actually Jesus son. <laughs> she was like, Oh, Hey, can you pray for something for me? Cause the Lord answers your prayers. <laughs> and, 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 and I and I would say, you know, that's based off my. That's why I, I'll say I'm God's favorite, mm-hmm. right? That's my. I'm confident in that, and um, I've learned God always take care of me, and that's because of the work, our relationship, where I try my best to take care of Him, mm-hmm. and so when it comes to any level of wrongdoing, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. And anything I feel, that anything that I commit myself to doing that's outside of the will of God will affect my relationship with God and my voice to God's people. Mm-hmm. And so I'm afraid of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, um, I went out with a pastor the other night. We went to like this golf, indoor golf simulator. And, and we were, uh, we both, we playing golf and, they brought a pretzel. I don't eat pretzels. Mm. I thought homeboy had, thought he had bought it. Mm. He thought I had bought it. Mm. So both of us eating something that we didn't pay for. Mm. <laughs> mm. But me, you know, some people probably like, oh, well, it's just a blessing or whatever. And so I go up and say, hey, um, I think y'all bought us a pretzel by mistake because I talked to him. I was like, yo, thanks for getting this. He's like, I ain't pay for this. <laughs> he said, "I thought you paid for it." Because mm. I'm like, "Because yeah. I got there late, he was mm. already there. I thought he had ordered it, and it was in the case." And I said, "I had to go back and say, yo, 'Yo, we'll pay for this. Uh, y'all brought it to us by mistake, and I pay for it.'" Mm. And then she did like, "No, nah, you good?" But it just stuff like that makes me feel mm. uneasy. I was, I remember uh, being in a seminary on campus, and I saw an envelope. The envelope on the ground, pick it up. It's like three hundred dollars in Ooh. it in the envelope. <laughs> so I take it to the police and like, yo, I found this on the side on the road or something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And stuff stuff like that. No, I just don't. I don't want. I don't want to do anything that's gonna affect my anointing. That's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. I want to. I want everything. I want to always be in right relationship with the Christ and with God. And so that's my intentions. Yeah. Uh. You turning in the money makes me think of the time I went to uh, West Point and they had this case full of items that people had like left behind because isn't part of the honor code like not to steal. Mm-hmm. So I, that was impressive that there was this case uh, of all of these items that people had left behind and 
they didn't look damaged or anyone tried to get in it or anything and I was I was like that's pretty honorable and the type of person that you need to be and mm-hmm. that you should strive to be oh yeah uh, in those moments um so the the third point your third point um talking about uh, condemnation of those who rejected the king and so this is um towards the pharisees mm-hmm. <laughs> um as you know they were very much people who were like okay jesus we we see you oh, are you doing that now oh you're doing <laughs> that now should you be doing that I think the Pharisees are haters <laughs> I don't I don't know if they exist anymore but yeah they're out there <laughs> haters of Pharisees both <laughs> <laughs> uh, but talk about like their their role or the part that they play because you said that only Luke mentions this conversation that they yeah. have with Jesus yeah, so in the other other gospels, they don't they don't mention this final conversation. They just talk about the victory parade, but Luke is the only one who mentions that um, Pharisees come to Jesus. You no, know, he's like, hey, um, people doing a little too much. They mm. praising you a little too much, like you're a god or something. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> if I can paraphrase, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying names like. Um, this um, uh, this praise that they're giving you is is getting a little bit out of control. They're lifting you too high, and and Jesus' response is, "If these refuse to praise me, the rocks will cry out." Mm. And I've heard that so much as a child, you know. In worship, you know, people use often use that. You know, if you you better praise them because if you don't rocks will cry out mm-hmm. and I don't want no rock crying out for me mm-hmm. you feel what I'm saying um, and I and then but looking at this in text is like this inaudible object a mm-hmm. rock does mm-hmm. not has a does not have a mouth hands feet but if I refuse to praise him a rock uh, cry out mm on my behalf mm-hmm. what yeah. jesus says yo uh yeah we we created humanity to praise us to give us praise but if uh humanity ever gets to a point where they say hey uh we will not praise god god says that's fine mm. i've created other objects mm. that'll give me praise <laughs> also yeah yeah and, and i and but i but like the Bible said, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so if we able to breathe, live, live, and move, and have our being, he deserves our praise. And that's the, I think that's the unique part of this. And Jesus gets to the end, and he don't, he don't even argue with them. He don't. Mm-hmm. He's, he, didn't, he said, yeah, yo, y'all k- carry on. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it up. Keep going. Yeah. Y'all, they acting the fool and, and, I love I love to go to a church where that's going on where they just shouting and praising, mm. acting a fool like they're carrying on. I like that type of stuff. <laughs> I should uh when I lived in Ohio there was a church that was like that. 
We were we were in service for three hours. Yeah, sometimes, but I, I, yeah. It was every Sunday. Every Sunday. Every Sunday. Yeah. I was. Okay. (laughs) Every Sunday. They carry on, boy. (laughs) Pentecost Sunday comes. Oh my! But it's just what it is, and um, this is. She said, "Carry on, carry on." Keep on praising me. Keep on lifting me up. Because mm-hmm. the people, just they going crazy. And, and the disciples, I mean, the Pharisees like, that's a little too much, bro. That's mm-hmm. too much for who you are. You, yeah. you, you're you not that. You're not him. Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus is like, I am him. I am him. And if they stop praising me, uh, the rocks would cry out, which may mean that nature will throw a fit. Mm-hmm. If humanity stopped lifting me up. Hmm. Yeah, so I like that. This may be far, but do you think that's part of the of revelation? So there's all of these, um, all these things happen, fire and ground shakes and mm-hmm. all these things. You think um, when revelation happens, it's because humans have stopped praising god and i don't know nature cries out i just thought about that yeah i don't i, I don't know um god is in control of all that that's what i say and i i don't want to be the predictor of no no no, no. <laughs> uh, no, no. <laughs> of how god moves um in those moments and because we see it now all these natural disasters and storms and Tornadoes and tornadoes will touch like twenty some states. We had twelve in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Jesus, and and so I don't know. I can't really speak to it. Cool, cool. Uh, those are all my questions. Yeah. Do you have any parting points for the people? Right on, King Jesus. Right on, King Jesus. Right on. That's what we say. Thank you for for coming and. This triumphant entry showing us how to celebrate even when we don't have the victory. And that's mm-hmm. hard to do. Mm-hmm. That's like you getting a diagnosis for cancer today and you have a healing, I mean, a I am healed party the next day. Mm-hmm. People are like, what are you crazy? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so it's hard to do, but Jesus, he was a boss for that. Yeah. <laughs> it was <rude. laughs> <laughs> for real yeah. yeah so that's all i have um, um this is a very special week and uh where we learn more about christ and his life and his his um his role in our lives and our responsibility um to be obedient to be available and to lift him up and he's the he's the king he's the king the king he's the king of our lives and that's what we need to uh, celebrate him being king of kings and lord of lords excellent well let's celebrate uh thank you everyone for joining us today we greatly appreciate it please continue to check back for new episodes uh and also check out our website mtzlife.com and until then stay marvelous fabulous and peace